Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. The change for me was, um, you know, following a passion. I was always interested in, in design and, and construction, but property investment really became a, a personal passion of mine. And uh, it started to help friends and family invest in, in property. And This is Property Investory, where we talk to successful property investors, find out more about their stories, mindset and strategy. I'm Tyrone Shump and in this episode, I'm speaking with Michael Ossett who turned his backpacking holiday into a decade-long corporate career. From there, he started his own business and built a substantial property portfolio. Also, before we delve into this episode, go over to propertyinveststory.com and subscribe to receive your free property investor case studies where you'll learn how to generate passive income from your properties. Go there now to sign up for free. Osset is the founder and director of Strand Property Group, a property investment advisory and buyers agency. Focusing on helping busy professionals develop their property investment strategies has helped him stand out from the crowd. And that's been a, a focus of the business for the last uh, 12 months is to really focus on who we can help best um, and who's our sort of target market um, in in Sydney and, and around Australia. Um, uh, one of the things I've learned is that you can't be everything to everybody. And so really focusing on, you know, the people that you can help the most and that the most amount of value to. Uh, I think is important um, in anything. In and out of the office, Osset's day takes him from liaising with clients to inspecting properties all around Sydney. So uh, every day is different, uh, which is something that I love um, about this industry and, and the business. Um, so, you know, any day could be meeting with current or future clients, um, we could be sat down discussing you know, their property goals and creating strategies and long-term plans around how they can build wealth for the future uh, by obviously investing in real estate. Um, another day, we could be out and about in the car inspecting properties for our buyer's agency clients. And generally, we are focusing on the lower North Shore and northern beaches of Sydney. Um, and some days, we even cross over the bridge and check out properties in the east, like Paddington, Surrey Hills, Bondi Junction, those sort of areas. Um, and then other times, we could be on the farm. Uh, liaising with with selling agents and discussing properties that are for sale or you know ones that are off market or about to hit the market um as well as negotiating on behalf of our buying clients to try and purchase their next property um and then obviously we've got uh, more of the regular stuff 
uh, in the office, answering emails on the phone, talking with prospective clients. Um, and we also spend quite a bit of time writing uh, property inspection reports and appraisals. Um, and then obviously writing investment strategy reports for clients. Um, so, um, so yes, yeah, very varied and, yeah, you know, every day is, is very different. Wow, what a jam-packed, uh, varied day that you've got there. And it's exciting because you get to do so many different things and it's good to be actually in and out of doing the office because I think sometimes it's easy to get bogged down with the admin type of work in this type of uh I guess, type of work because there's so much paperwork that's involved but actually getting out there and, and having a look and seeing what the properties are for your clients actually allows you to be on the forefront of what's going on. Yeah, no, absolutely and um, and that's why we focus on certain areas because I think it's important to, to be on the ground in the areas that you're buying for clients. You know, you become an expert specialist in those areas and you build relationships up as well with, with selling agents. So um, I think that's that's important. It's very difficult to buy property um, from a distance, um, and especially when you're charging a professional fee to clients. You know, you want to do the best job possible by them, um, and I think I think that's key. Growing up, Osset spent the majority of his life overseas. So I grew up in a small town uh, just outside of Leeds, which is in Yorkshire in the in the north of England. Um, and um, yeah, it's a place where it's, it's generally cold and, and rains for most of the year. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I obviously moved over to Australia about 12 years ago. Ah, fantastic. And did you actually do all your studies and go to school in England before you actually moved across? Yeah, yeah. So I went to uh, primary and high school uh, in my hometown and then I uh, studied architectural engineering at Leeds University um, and that was actually a combined architecture and civil engineering degree. So uh, it was quite a, a new course at the time and, and something that was, was really interesting um, and obviously beneficial too. Born into construction, Osset gained a wealth of experience he would put to use after he moved to Australia. So we moved over to Australia uh, not long after I graduated. Um, but uh, yeah, I'd worked uh, for quite a few years in the UK while I was at school. And, and really, I've been in, in poverty since, um, well, probably since the day I was born. My, uh, <laughs> my dad uh, was a building consultant and had a construction business. Um, and I used to spend, you know, weekends following him around building sites and in the office looking at drawings and, and all those kind of things. And, um, and then when I was old enough, probably around 15 or 16, I, I started working for him. Um, in construction and um, you know, started at the bottom, worked as a labourer during school holidays and um, you know, that really gave me a, a good experience in, in that field. Not only did he gain experience in the construction industry through his dad, Osset was also inspired by his parents' investing experiences. Yeah, well, I think um, because my dad had worked in the industry, I'd always had an interest in it um, and because I'd worked in construction, you know, it's always been a part of my life. Um, and I think I gained a sort of real appreciation for investing in property after watching my parents buy a property to rent out uh, probably when I was about 10 or 11. Um, and that sort of was a bit of a light bulb moment in terms of, you know, opening your eyes to the opportunity of owning property and, and collecting rent on it. Um, my parents bought a couple of properties, but, um, you know, it never really turned into a, into a big portfolio. Um, but it, it certainly gave me sort of the, the introduction and the inspiration uh, to do it myself later down the track. 
When he reached university, he was guided by his experience and growing interest in construction. I mean, I grew up with with property and and construction and also design, and so that led me into studying um, architecture and, and engineering at university to to sort of give a real uh, grounding to to that industry. Um, at the same time, I always thought I was going to go into aviation and and be an airline pilot, but oh, um, how I exciting. think. Yeah, yeah, and I, you know, had that interest from quite a young age as well. But I think when it came to applying for university, um, you know, the heart uh, was was in really in property and, and construction. So I ended up uh, following that really. After university and at the start of his career, Osset's stay in Australia transformed from a working holiday into a decade-long life experience. In my last two years at uni, I worked in an architect's practice um, and that really gave me sort of in-office experience in design. Um, and then after I graduated, I came over to Australia um, for a working holiday uh, with my girlfriend at the time, Sarah, who's, who's obviously now my, my wife. But uh, we, we came over for 12 months and said let's have a holiday and and work for a year uh, while we're in between obviously university and settling down into a career Um, and yeah we uh, obviously not long after we were here uh, we were both successful in landing uh, good jobs in Sydney um, and ended up taking permanent roles there so Myself, I got a job uh, working in, as a um, as a designer, building designer within a, a global development company, um, and they helped me uh, secure sponsorship. And um, yeah, still here, twelve years later. After ten years in the corporate world, Osa again followed his passion. This time for property to start his own buyers agency. Yeah, worked in corporate world for for twelve years, um, and. Um, Sorry, just just over ten years, and um, and then made the move across to to start my own business um, about two years ago now. And um, really, the the change for me was um, you know following a passion. Um, I mean, I was I was always interested in in design and, and construction, but property investment really became a, a personal passion of mine and. I started to help friends and family invest in in property and. You know they um, they could see the value in it, and I think that's when I decided that I could turn this into a, into a business um, and obviously help help more people along the same lines and and add value to people on a personal level as opposed to working within a company and and working on a business to business sense. Leaving the corporate world behind, Osset took a risk adverse approach to his leap into self employment. Yeah, it was always going to be a big jump to to leave the comfort of a of a corporate career and a, a regular paycheck. Um, but you know, I think if you're passionate about something enough, uh, you can make a, a success out of it. And you know, before starting the business, I I put a lot of work into um, setting it up properly and and making sure that we had you know good cash buffers in place. So plenty of equity um, across our portfolio so we, we actually held off buying our next investment property um, to actually start the business and um, to ensure that you know we were being risk averse and and comfortable with our cash flow before doing so drawing on his own investing experience has helped catapult him into drawing a full-time income from his business only two years after his inception 
I think having gone down the journey of investing um, personally and, and building a successful portfolio has really, you know, put me in a in a position to to help other people do the same. Um, I think there's a lot of people out there who offer services, you know, on the basis of theory and and, and watching other people do it. Um, but I think when you've trodden the path yourself, it's it's much easier to help people do the same um, and and obviously add value to their life. Um, and and that was that was really important. Um, step to take to start the business. Finding the income stability to build his business and portfolio also attributes his success to his mindset and risk-adverse attitude. The mindset uh, plays a big part and um, I think if you keep holding back on things that you really want to do, you'll you'll never get started and I think if you take a cautionary approach and, and make sure you put everything in place uh, to protect the downside, you know, I think you should... Uh, seek opportunities and and jump at them when you can. After the break, Osset will continue to guide us through his property investing journey from how he entered the industry. I think that, um, you know, that experience and that history uh, really gave me a determination uh, to buy our own property. And, you know, all along from day one, we were very diligent servers and, and built up a, a deposit as fast as we could, um, even while we were renting in Sydney. Um, and then after about five years of, of, you know, saving hard, we managed to buy our first owner-occupier property. To growing as an investor and developing his strategy. That's when I really learned the concept of cash on cash returns and obviously return on investment. Um, I think one of the biggest advantages of property as an investment vehicle is the ability to leverage your cash or equity and purchase a property that's worth five or, or even 10 times more. And that's next. I'm Tyrone Shump and you're listening to Property Investory. Podcast listeners, if you're finding this podcast super informative, then guess what? I'm giving you an exclusive free case study from property investors like this one just for listening. These case studies are from experienced property investors where they share specific strategies and numbers of their portfolio. Simply text me your email address to 0499881040 to get your free case studies. Now back to the show. Starting from scratch in Australia, Osset was encouraged to save hard and buy his first property. Yeah, we, we literally came over to, to Australia with about $2,000 to our names and, and backpacks and you know, I think it was the minimum that you needed to get a visa here and the idea was to work and, and then spend that money on, on traveling. Um, but uh, we obviously got settled down pretty quickly um, but we did kind of build our life from from scratch really you know renting a a tiny studio um, and you know accumulating things as we went but um, I think that um, you know that experience and that history uh, really gave me a determination uh, to buy our own property and you know all along from day one we were very diligent servers and and built up a a deposit as fast as we could um, even while we were renting in Sydney um, and then after about five years of, of, you know, saving hard, we managed to buy our first owner-occupier property, uh, which was a two-bedroom apartment in Manly Vale on the northern beaches. And, and really, that was the, you know, the springboard to, to getting started. 
Excellent. Wow. That's that's very inspiring. So you mentioned it took you five years to save that deposit. That's that's great work. I mean, like seriously, in Sydney, as you know, the cost of living is so high, let alone the rent and so forth. It it obviously is quite hard to save up quite um a substantial deposit for that. Did you actually put down like a twenty percent deposit to buy that apartment? The first property, I think we put fifteen percent down and had a small amount of lenders mortgage insurance i think we got to the stage where i said right we've, we've saved enough to be able to get in comfortably um, without you know waiting to save you know the full 20 percent and i think um you know the drive and the determination was to to buy a property so we wanted to do it as, as quickly as possible after purchasing the first property and with his firmly established savings habit also was able to build his portfolio more rapidly so I suppose we, we settled in there, we moved in there and, and got used to the, the idea of, of paying a mortgage every month. And, um, you know, in a way, it's it's for savings, you know, it comes out of the bank account every month and, you know, you do everything you can to keep up to that. Um, but I think because we'd always been diligent savers, um, we still had a mentality of, of saving as much of our disposable income as possible. Um, so yeah, after about uh, 12 months or 18 months, uh, we um, we then had enough uh, deposit for, for another property and um, yeah, pushed ahead to, to buy an investment property. And with that, we, we put down a 5% deposit and, uh, and obviously borrowed um, borrowed a bit more and, and had lenders mortgage insurance, but that managed to get us a, as another apartment. With the help of lenders' mortgage insurance, Osa applied his saving skills to build his portfolio. It was purely just hard saving and, and lenders' mortgage insurance for the second one. I mean, looking back, I'm not sure, you know, it would um, be so, uh, uh, you know, risky now in terms of borrowing up to 95%. Um, but at the time, you know, the Sydney market was was flat and we did buy a, a cheaper property than, than our first one. Uh, so the first one that we lived in, um, was probably about 15 years old and the second one we bought was a kind of 1970s yellow brick um, apartment and we, we bought that for under $400,000 at the time um, and it was in original condition so I think we, we got a good deal at the time and managed to get into a second property um, you know, after only saving up for 12 to 18 months. So, seven years after buying his first property, how extensive is his portfolio? Yeah, so we've now got uh, six properties um, and that's spread across Australia. So we've got two properties in Sydney, uh, we've got two in Brisbane and, and two in Adelaide. Um, and the valuation of those is, is probably just over $3.8 million now. Um, so, um, yeah, we've, we've gone pretty, pretty hard over the last, um, you know, seven or eight years to, to get to that position. Reflecting on his journey, Osset learned a valuable lesson when he explored other investment vehicles. Probably the worst investing uh, moment or decision uh, wasn't necessarily property related. Um, in 2007, um, we'd, we'd been in Australia about two years and um, you know, I had a real uh, interest in, in property, finance and, and investment um, and I had a real sort of inkling to, to put money into the stock market. Um, so I'd saved up a, a small sort of uh, pool of money to, to be able to do that, about $5,000. Um, and in 2007, I uh, bought four or five uh, blue chip shares, um, thinking that they would always do well. 
um, but little did I know that the, the GFC was about to hit in 2008. Um, so the shares lost about half their value over the next few years and, and never really recovered back to their original value. Um, so, uh, so yeah, so that was a, um, yeah, quite a, a lesson to learn. But um, I think what I learned from that was that I invested money into something that I didn't really understand at the time and, and didn't do much research into. Um, and I think, you know, the, the whole of the stock market suffered losses you know, through 2008, 2009, but I don't think I knew enough to make an informed decision at the time and, and really went into it without a plan or a strategy in place. It was kind of just one of those things. Um, so, yeah, so that was definitely a hard lesson to learn. Growing as an investor has been a key element in both his worst and best investing moments. I think the light bulb moment for me, was probably at the beginning of our property investment journey. And I think when we were sort of buying the first place or, or even after we'd bought it and really, you know, understanding the numbers that go behind it and the, the leverage um, of, you know, borrowing money from the bank and, and putting down a smaller deposit. Um, I think that's when I really learned the concept of cash on cash returns and obviously return on investment. Um, I think one of the biggest advantages of property is an investment vehicle is the ability to leverage your cash or equity and purchase a property that's worth five or or even 10 times more than that amount by borrowing money from someone else, obviously, the banks or, or finance. Um, so I think because you can access the positive return on the investment, the, the return on investment is based on your initial investment, your deposit, not the total asset value. Um, so really, that that leverage uh, was the light bulb moment for me. Wow, that's great. It's good to know that because I think it's really the fundamental and the principles behind investing into properties. You know, a lot of people think that, yep, if you've got enough uh, capital behind you, you can actually buy more property. But I guess at the end of the day, it's being able to leverage off that in, and that's been the key to success to a lot of successful property investors as well. Yeah, absolutely. And, um, you know, I think, you know, if your property goes up by 5% in one year, that's, that's 5% on the total asset value. But, you know, if you put a 20% deposit down, um, you know, that's that's a return on investment of about 25%. Um, and that's really where, where property puts itself ahead of, of any other investment class. Um, obviously, you can borrow against shares, but not to the same level. Um, and I think it's that power of leverage that that really was the light bulb moment. Um, but obviously, a cautionary note with that is that uh, you know leverage should always be used with caution. Um, your gains are certainly magnified when the property grows in value, but on the flip side, your losses can also be magnified if the property loses value. Um, and I think the important thing to note there is you know research and prudent investment is key to uh, to minimizing your risks in 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 that sense. So inspired by this story and what Michael Osset is excited about today, we'll keep the conversation going in a future episode on Property Investory Podcast, where we'll break down his strategy. You know, we spent nearly a month renovating that property uh, to add value to it, but also increase the rent uh, that that property could achieve from from the start. Um, and really, that was the strategy to begin with. Um, it was what I call a, a buy, renovate, and then hold strategy. 
gaining insight into how Oster developed the mindset that helped fuel the success of his strategy. You know, we went through the process of, of researching areas and, and buying sensibly, uh, buying below market value and, and adding value uh, by renovation and, and utilizing my experience in, in design and construction. And I think once we got comfortable with the notion that, you know, this thing wasn't going to lose value, then, you know, we could take steps towards doing it. And that's next time on a future episode of Property Investory Podcast. Also, if you haven't subscribed to receive your free property case studies that I only send out exclusively via email, then head over to propertyinvestory.com and subscribe. These real case studies are from experienced property investors where they share specific numbers of their portfolio, the strategies and much more. Simply visit propertyinvestory.com to receive your free case studies. Thanks for listening.